Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. I personally believe that this book is impossible to make a movie of. This book goes really into the idea of rejecting consumerism finding your purpose, your profession, and seeking perfection. This is a soft sci-fi world. Dune is a more complex version of Red Rising. Awesome. Red Rising is like a light Dune. So it's, it's soft, soft sci-fi. Soft, soft sci-fi. Like a erectile dysfunction sci-fi. <laughs> yeah, versus, versus semi-chub. <laughs> Welcome, welcome everyone to To The Ramble episode. My name is Richard. My name, Austin. Today, I'm here to give you, and you, Austin, five reasons you must read Dune. It's a mandatory, it's a requirement. <laughs> the movie's coming out in like, what, a month? Ish. March 1st is when the second part of the movie comes out, and this is an apt yeah. time to convince me. This is spoiler-free. You're just given five reasons. If, if you've been just lazy like me, maybe lazy's the wrong word. I'm a lot of things. Lazy's one of them. But it's there's, there. there's, so, <laughs> there's so many things that have just delayed on the TBR. Oh, you got to read this, this, this. Dune's that everlasting presence of, man, you got, you're not even a sci-fi fan if you haven't read Dune. Yeah, that's kind of fair. I, honestly, if you haven't read Dune, your opinions on sci-fi are a little muted, very muted. It's it's requirement. There's not too many fantasy requirements. You know what I mean? Like, Lord, I wouldn't even say Lord of the Rings isn't even a fantasy requirement because it's a classic, but it's very different from a lot of other fantasy stuff. Dune has influenced all of sci-fi that you're going to read it and you're going to... So, this gets into number one. This is no, the first reason? First reason. Basically, people use this podcast episode as you're reading Dune after this, right? Exactly. But hold on. You got to convince me first, Rich. I'm going to convince what you. What is your first reason to read Dune? First reason, it is the sci-fi staple and has influenced some of your favorite franchises. I'm going to list off a couple different influences that is like directly. Like the, the creators themselves said, yeah, no. Dune was a huge influence, and like I copied some yeah, stuff. Yeah. So, first off, I want to list off. Uh, look, yeah. Star Wars. Oh yeah, Star Wars is a remix of Dune. <laughs> it is like, hey, Dune's a little hard. Let's like dial that back and give a give people a softer version, a remix of Dune. The world, the, char the character archetypes, the idea that, like there's a bunch of like actual sci-fi elements in there that yeah. is kind of a reference to dune that you won't think about until you read dune george lucas i'm sure has read dune and so yes. when he was creating star they, wars he even said a lo lot of influence from dune yeah yeah, yeah. so because when did dune come out was it 1965 yes 60 something right <laughs> yeah okay there. I, I can double check but i can fact check this but for example um if you want 
a side thing. I'm not really spoiling anything that you shouldn't already know. Mm-hmm. Dune, everyone kind of knows through the zeitgeist. There's big sandworms in Dune. I'm not spoiling nothing. I know they're sandworms. I haven't read the book. Ran- yeah. Rancor from uh, Return of the Jedi. A lot of the Jedi abilities Ooh. are in Dune in a different fun way. And we'll get into that in the world building later, but there are a group of people in Dune that is like kind of Jedi. So we'll we'll get... Also, maybe I'm wrong here, but here's my knowledge of Dune. I I saw the first part of the movie. I'm not going to say any plot stuff that happens, but I think this is also in the zeitgeist that people like me who have not read the book know fear is the mind killer is in Dune, that that the main character has this mentality. Yeah. And is that mentality have anything to do with the Jedi or Sith way? Yes, there's many other references that... So Star Wars is taking, not directly off of that, but inspired by it, and they're using some elements from the Fears, the Mind Killer, the Sandworms, and the sci-fi elements, and that's where you get Star Wars is born. Yep. It's a softer version. Uh, So Dune is the hard version of Star Wars. Go off that even further. Game of Thrones has a lot of heavy oh. influence from Dune. Oh, tell me more. Mainly, Ned Stark is yeah. effectively Paul Atreides' father. Really? He, yeah. Direct, wow. like, directly. Like It's a almost one-for-one. One. If you want to get into Ooh. like a character relation... Did George a lot R. R. Martin say he was inspired as well by... Yep. Yeah. So he's also referenced his inspiration from Dune. Yeah. There's a lot of plot elements where... If I if I may be so bold to state on oh. Game of Thrones, uh-huh. a series I have not read, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I've been spoiled to death, so I know generally what it's about. Mm-hmm. But Game of Thrones is a fantasy series. But you the, got that right. I got that right. <laughs> You're not wrong. I got that. <laughs> bold, but you, you said bold statement. Game of Thrones bold. is fantasy. <laughs> but the bold statement is it's not really focused on the fantasy. The fantasy oh. setting is in the background. The The fantasy elements is a vehicle for the story, but it's mostly focused on the political. It's focused on the religion, the culture, and the characters, right? Interesting. In the same way, Dune has the same thing of, yes, it's a sci-fi book, but it's soft sci-fi. It is mostly focused on the political, mostly focused on religion and metaphysics. That's gotcha. where it's focused. So a lot of the character beats very similar somewhat of a similar story structure interesting okay you and of course you have avatar not the good one the blue people one. Oh, oh th- <laughs> <laughs> good clarification uh, good, yeah james cameron like your visuals are fantastic it's but man avatar uh, the blue people one is a lame version of dune the yeah. plot the plot of avatar mm-hmm it's kind of the plot of Dune. Just not done well. Just not that cool. Yeah. Yeah. But, hey, when you read Dune, the important thing to realize about this mm-hmm. is Dune set the standard. Where you read it, after you've read all these other uh, books and watched all these other movies and TV shows, you'll read Dune and go, ah, it's kind of derivative. I've seen this before. And you can't forget that Dune made it. Dune, <laughs> Dune ran where everyone else walked. So you'll think, oh, that's kind of that's kind of cheesy. I've seen that before. Oh, that's a trope. That's a stereotype. All that? No, Dune was first. Dune did it all. I got everyone else. I copied. got a tough question for you then. But it's, so, hear me. I don't know how much into the research you and the weeds you went here, mm-hmm. but if Frank Herbert's Dune started a lot of these derivative versions, right? 
just like Tolkien to Middle Earth. Maybe a good comparator yes. is the the influence it has on the genre. Lord of the Rings' influence on fantasy is like Dune's influence on sci-fi. I would say Re Dune has a higher influence oh, on the sci-fi than Lord of the Rings has on fantasy. Yeah, fair, I just want to say that's how important the book that, is. That's important to say. Fair enough. But with Tolkien's Lord of the Rings, you know, we, we had an episode of him. We were talking about Tolkien. We looked at who influenced Tolkien. How did he get to write a book like that, like Beowulf? Mm -hmm. And that's just one of he wrote a transcription of that, and he was just very into history. Anyways, what Tolkien has his influences. Where Frank Herbert's influences come from? <laughs> what came before Dune? Well, do you know at all, like what he touched on, what authors he liked, and what led him to making this book? I know of at least one, and that would be uh, Isaac Asimov. Okay, Isaac Asimov has uh, kind of the metaphysical aspect of it. That yeah, focus yeah, yeah. on the culture and uh, the the alert the um, metaphors to modern day. Okay, okay. It's so Isaac Asimov was a big inspiration. There's some others that I don't know as much, but I I won't get too much into those as well. Reason I was saying that because Dune was coming out in 1965, Star Wars was 1977. So a decade, over a decade later, 12 years later, Star Wars came out. Obviously, we're talking about Avatar came out in the 2000s. Game mm -hmm. of Thrones written in the 90s. So everything past the 60s seems to just have this inkling of Dune-esque elements to it. Is yeah. there So Avatar, the blue people one, which yeah. you're talking about. The blue man group. Why'd you even bring that up? Because it's important. It's a detriment. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. The reason why I bring it up is that you'll be reading Dune. Yeah. And you'll be going... This is basically like Avatar, and it will color your opinion. Oh, I want good. you to understand that this did it first and did it better. Good. And so don't blame like, oh, Dune copy. You know what I mean? I know what you you're mean. Gonna have a, you're going to have a mentality of like, this is just Avatar. And it's like, no, it's not. It's Dune. I Dune understand first. you, and I think this comes down to Brandon Sanderson, my favorite author's, one of his pieces of advice he gave in his lecture series is ideas mm -hmm. are cheap. Ideas sure. are cheap because no matter how good an idea is or bad an idea is, it matters on execution. And although Avatar is a movie, it's idea. Good idea. It's, there's yeah. nothing wrong with the idea Avatar has and what it's going for. Other than but, unobtainium. <laughs> stupid name. That's stupid, stupid unobtainium. name. Unobtainium. You just can't. That's horrible. It's terrible. <laughs> that's, that's the placeholder name. Yeah. That's like, oh, we need to figure out a name for it. Let's put for now unobtainium and we'll come back to it later. And they just never did. They still made billions, so I guess we're wrong. I guess. <laughs> but Dune, I'm, I'm imagining the difference here is the ideas are cheap because it does a similar idea, mm -hmm. came first, but also did it to its much better. I'm yes. imagining. I'm hoping. Yeah, it yeah. did. I also do want to give you... This is so... All this was mostly for the audience as well. Yeah, yeah. We'll watch it. And like, oh, they so need to listen to You're not to talking it. to me anymore? I'm now going to be talking directly to you. To me? Yes. Okay. I want to just give you... Mm -hmm. Some of the similarities between this and Red Rising. Oh, 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 oh. Can I give it to you? Like, oh. I'm doing very, very light spoilers yes. for Red Rising. Yes, tell me. Just high-level concepts. Concepts, yeah. Sword fighting. You know how <laughs> <laughs> Red Rising has a... It's kind of funny how mm -hmm. Red Rising has this whole sci-fi world. There's big lasers and all this, and yet they use a lot of swords. Swords and shields. And yeah. they have they talk about why exactly, and like the reason behind it. Dune did it first, and better personally. But <laughs> I wanted to know like very much similar, yeah, yeah. the same. There's a lot of the hierarchical family structure, you know, with the colors. Yeah, yeah. This one, there's no actual color system, but there is the hierarchical families and the 
influence over the cosmos and like control over multiple planets. Okay. What kind of Red Rising deals with, but with color hierarchy. Then you have the revolution of the oppressed. What'd you do? Uh, uh, you know what? Red there Rising? You go. There we go. I, I'll fix it for you. There you go. The revolution of the oppressed, where Red Rising is the rise of the Reds, of yeah. course. Duh. Name implied. Yeah. Dune did it first. Dune did it better. <laughs> and with the main character being the leader of the revolution. Mm. It's the same thing. <laughs> Got it. So you're going to be getting your, your a hero's journey. Yeah. Kind of. This is a more complex hero's journey. Like you kind of think, oh, it's a hero's journey. Mm -hmm. It's more the, sh the hero's journey has already been done and it's yeah. just the burden of it. Got it's it. not much of a hero's journey where they change drastically and will. Understood. It's more a, a downward spiral of power and corruption right. and how that affects you. Different from Red Rising. Oh, but, yeah, yeah. I don't mean to degrade something by saying hero's journey. It mm -hmm. maybe is a good, a good trope or a category to label the book as. Would you say it's accurate? Sure. Okay. Yeah. Because to know what to expect going and reading Dune, what, what other trope or element would you say is a, it's a hero's journey is there is there I, another even book one i don't know if it's exactly hero's journey oh interesting okay the, it's i maybe lightly put that on there okay but it's not a focus Got it is Got more it. of a character that is forced onto a path mm -hmm. and is just has to deal with the consequences of their authority and power would you say someone that likes a hero journey would like this book no, not particularly. Oh. If that's all they're about, this is not really it. That's not going to scratch that itch. So you're not getting your gladiator? No. Got it. Not Got really. It. Not your Russell Crowe's gladiator type of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, exactly. I follow. I follow. Okay. But I want to also give myself a little influence. This is speaking to me. <sighs> okay. If you're a fan of The Wheel of Time, you're not. <laughs> but. <laughs> go on, go on. Yeah. It is a direct reference, and I just find it cute, of... In the Wheel of Time, there are there's a culture and people called the Aiel, and then the Aes Sedai. Mm -hmm. I'm giving like world, I guess, spoilers, but it, I'm not giving any details. But the main thing is the relationship between the Aiel and the Aes Sedai are very, very similar to the point of it's actually a reference to Dunes, the Freeman, and the Bene Gesserit. Okay. At direct relationship, where the Aiel are kind of desert... Not desert, but wasteland-type nomad people that yeah. live harsh lives. Same thing with the Freemen. Live very hard. And yeah. There are further uh, further relations, but I don't want to spoil things. Okay. But directly influenced Wheel of Time. So if you're a fan of Wheel of Time, this is one of the influences. Basically, all these novels and series people like, if you like a certain element of it, it's likely in Dune. And that's yeah. the reason to read it is to see where all these things that you love and admire today came from Frank Herbert first. Definitely. That's, it, the, it's that's mandatory. the number one reason to read it. <laughs> yep. I'm going to get into second one. Okay. S second reason, and we touched a little bit on it. Okay. But that this is a soft sci-fi world. In, oh. That, so wait, soft sci-fi? It's a benefit. Yeah. It's so, soft sci-fi. Soft I'm surprise everything it's my preconceived strange. notion is that this is hard sci-fi no really here's the thing the, well define what do you mean by soft sci-fi first 
soft sci-fi means mainly the focus. So the focus is the the sci-fi world is not the focus. It is the vehicle for the story. Okay. So okay. there are a lot of sci-fi elements that are not really focused in on too much. That it is explained, but we don't go into too much detail on why. Uh, where you get a Hyperion type deal and you go into the details of how space travel works. Right. We go Neuromancer and all the different... Fire upon the deep. Exactly. Hard sci-fi. Yep. Dune has these big, grand elements that we are explained, but then that's looked away from. Okay. There are huge elements of the world, but it is mostly focused on three things. The geopolitical uh, implications of... Arrakis in the main world. You have religious religious context and religious influence. So how does religion affect culture and affect war and affect like someone thrown into a religious hierarchy yeah. and what they have to deal with and being a religious figure? Uh-huh. What does that do to you? Uh, then you also have the metaphysical. What is a human? How? What is their purpose? Wait, wait. <laughs> so you're saying, you're saying... This one of your favorite sci-fi books here. Yeah, two of those elements are very similar to Red Rising. So Red Rising was inspired its color system mm-hmm. and that how it's focused on the oh oh and beyond the color system the uh, what was your the third point you just said there? Like, so geopolitical, religious, yeah, and metaphysical. Metaphysical, like what does it mean to be a human? And yeah. th- there's an interesting conversation point in Red Rising as well to what species are you when you're a different colors? So are you talking about in that sense that Dune? is talking about some people are what makes you human what makes you in all three elements dune is a more complex version of red rising awesome red rising is like a light dune so it's soft <laughs> soft sci-fi soft soft sci-fi like a erectile dysfunction sci-fi <laughs> yeah versus versus semi-chub <laughs> Okay. Then now you're speaking oh God, my language. This is, yeah, this is for the boys. <laughs> this is an ep- <laughs> We have a male dominated audience. Surprisingly, it's it's more 50/50 than you think. Is it 50/50? That's No, it's not. Uh, I think I think it's like 80%, 20%. Something yeah, like that. that. Yeah, yeah. That's 20% is still a high number. It, for, for YouTube? That's pretty for high. For YouTube especially. YouTube I think it depends it depends guys. on our platform as well. But mm, true. Depends, but hello everybody. Yeah. Hi, ladies of the audience. <laughs> Thank you for dealing with us. <laughs> <laughs> After that chub joke. <laughs> it's just, just absolutely pleasant. All right. Also, this book gets into something that we personally talk about a lot. Ooh, what's that? And you know what, how religion? We, yes, but it mainly gets into, you know, how we talked about previously of yeah. deleting YouTube and that social media is a dirty, filthy thing that no one should touch, totally right? Of, and no one should be on it. Nope. It's terrible. Get off. Yeah. Get off it and never listen to it. Mm-hmm. It's poison. Mm-hmm. This book goes really into the idea of rejecting consumerism, the um, finding your purpose, your profession, and seeking perfection. Oh, that this actually has a great message of this high sci-fi, all these technological wonders, and yet it is a lesson of people should not pursue those hedonistic ideas and ease that they should actually strive for hardship and really trying to find a craft and pursue it to perfection. Interesting. It's a very positive, like it's a positive outlook on a future. 
Like it's mm-hmm. one of the few elements in this feudalistic future setting that is actually something very positive that we should That's bring great. to our own lives. Because then would you compare it to a is this book at all compared to a dystopian novel? A nineteen eighty four, a brave new world. Post. Fair- it is post dystopian. Okay, that's an, that's another like fun that's thing about this is the dystopian world. Yeah, happened. That already it went through it, and we Dune is the result of going through a dystopian future and coming out the other side a little bit better. Oh wow! It, okay, there's a lot of negative element. I'm not saying like it's great. There's <laughs> problems. Sure, but it's not as dreary. As no. a dystopian would suggest. So your 1984 is just not hopeless, but scary. It's a predicting a, a bad future. It's got this ominous message. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound. All with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Where Dune, maybe it has setting that is ominous, but it, it's not hopeless in nature. This book is like the answer to cyberpunk. Like oh. a cyberpunk future, what happens, like, you know, machines taking over mm. and taking over human sense of purpose and drive, will, right. everything like that, where you just fall into comfort and mediocrity yeah and just self-gratification and pleasure this is the answer they went through that and now we're on this side of the wow this side of the fight and people purposely seeking out a harder more purposeful life nice that's a positive aspect and it deals with the why mainly why do they do that mm. the negative aspects of it the challenges that come with it that that's not a free that's not like p- purely positive there's some real drawbacks to that in this future wonderful ex- exploration i want to say then i know mm. we're on point two yeah i'm gonna read the book <laughs> <laughs> and not just that because this one's spoiler free we both haven't read it i'm definitely we're gonna do a spo- i've read it no no we both have not read it you, you've read it i have not Ah, yeah, yes. We both have not. So uh, you've read it. I have not read it. <laughs> that would be so. <laughs> the, how I'm giving this how, how bold would it be to you just just sling your way through this? Like I'm, I looked up a couple of wikis. Fly by the seat of my pants. I looked up a wiki. I googled it. I, it minutes. would not be beneath you. <laughs> but yeah. point point being, we'll do a spoiler free and spoiler full on this because mm-hmm. man, I've got to read this book. Uh, it's important to go through. But reason I also say that for a quick aside, our Patreon book club will probably also do a, a book club discussion on Dune. I think our book club for this month for Most our Patreon. Yeah. <laughs> we always do community book clubs. We have one book a month. We read with all of you. If you ever want to join us on our Patreon down in the description below, I thought it was a good time to plug that. Usually you plug it. I thought it was yeah. my turn since. It's good you for did, you to be the shill. You too. did the heavy lifting this episode. So, you know, I wanted to help you out there, I bud. I appreciate that. I, I'll be honest. I completely forgot about advertising. I'm, I'm, You're so focused. I'm on Dune. You love Dune so much. Yeah. That's I right. wanted to talk like, about Dune. We did a sort of Kaigen, uh, just random book club the other day. That was so fun with it the patrons fun. just talking discord chat it's fun yeah voice chat all that stuff all right point number three point number three point number three is the world they're touching a little bit on it i was talking mm-hmm. about that this is the most fun part of this world is it's a future backward world 
and I'm going to get into some of the points of this. And I'm and still stay very spoiler free if you may. But exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm explaining stuff like early chapters, yeah, but, like t- first two, three. Like this is big world stuff. I'm not giving you any plot. I'm with you. Problems. Okay. So I want to just set this up. This is a far future, far future multiplanetary government. <laughs> And yet, their government of choice is feudalism. Kind of backward for something very far in the future. Then we have big space lasers, guns, these massive atomics and weapons. And how is most fighting handled? With swords and shields. <laughs> That's awesome. We have interstellar space travel. Huge, massive flying machines traveling across this, the solar uh, solar system, the solar system, gal- galaxy, yeah, and the computers that are on board are basically of the power of a microwave, and interspell interstellar space travel is navigated by coked up humans, <laughs> <laughs> just a bunch of cokeheads flying these ships. That's weird. That's yeah. a weird thing. Of like, <laughs> I'm just imagining like previously like navigators just like high out of their mind on a, a sailing ship like kind of looking out and just like memorizing yeah that's what we have in dune for Fantastic. some reason it's so backwards then we have the far future and you think like this big oppression uh pressure uh, this oppressive system mm-hmm. in other sci-fi books it's like the oppre- oppression of the mind it's you know these weird unique ways of siphoning off human energy and potential yeah like matrix where they're using people as batteries i don't know yeah, spoiler but it's the matrix come on get over it mm. <laughs> i think you know it's funny there's like Dune... i don't care no. i don't care about that spoil. like <laughs> oh no you spoiled the matrix get over yourself <laughs> <laughs> which matrix is also inspired yeah heavily by dude yeah yeah it was also but yeah. instead the oppression in this book is Basically, the oppression of like revolution using guerrilla warfare over limited resources. Sound familiar at all? That's normal. Like, it's <laughs> it's incredibly basic and incredibly similar to what we have today. That this is such a far future, but for some reason, all of the elements seem backward and archaic, and almost practical in a sense that you could take whatever messages you yes. get from the book into today. There's direct, yeah. it's direct allegory for wow. a lot of problems that we have today and even recent past. As we're discussing this too, I know this is your third point, mm-hmm. but would you stamp Dune? I know your favorite sci-fi is Hyperion. Yeah. Is Dune up there in your best sci-fi novels? Yeah, yeah, it's top three. Top three, okay, perfect. In, in all honesty, it is, for me, like my top three Sci-fi would be Hyperion, uh, Dune. Uh, the third one's tough. Project Hail Mary. Thir- Project Hail Mary. Well, yeah, those are my those three. Those are your three. Because they all pro- scratch a different itch, too. Got it. And The Martian's close. It's close. But doesn't beat Dune. I'll be honest, after reading, reading Project Hail Mary, I'm now looking at Martian like, hey, that was good. but <laughs> no, it's no Project, Project Hail, Mary. Hail Mary beats it at every category We're doing possible. a review on that, too, yeah. We, we must. <laughs> it, it, it blew... The Martian out of the water. I'm just amazed with it. That's but awesome. That's beside the point. I, online here, I have as well Dune. Not that this matter. Not that this is going to help pitch the book, but it has a 4.26 on Goodreads. 
That's pretty good. <laughs> As if that means anything to anybody. <laughs> I don't think I don't think someone's picking Dune off the shelf because it has a good Goodreads rating. No, the, this book is. It goes beyond Goodreads. Yeah, it goes beyond to rabble. Well, significantly. I would, I would, I would hope so. I would really hope so. <laughs> That's sad if it's that. That'll be the day. Yeah, if this is the first time you've heard about Dune, uh, I feel bad for Actually, you. Actually, if this is the first time you've heard of Dune. Comment down below. I'd be so... Oh, that that would be interesting. And I want to... Imagine that. They go and read Dune, and the first time they heard of it was from your voice, Rich. That's too much responsibility. How cool (laughs) would that be? Because I've known... We've had some comments in the past that have said things along the lines of, hey, I don't ever read fantasy sci-fi. I just kind of tuned in for this episode. Those, Whatever. They they tuned in for a certain episode, and I've Mm. never read a fantasy or sci-fi. We're so in the fantasy sci-fi thing, like, yes, Dune is a staple. But well, yeah. so is, I, I get, there's other genres we don't know much about, but we know the books, like Sh- Fifty Shades of Grey. We know. I get you it. have not read it. I did deeply three times. But, you, <laughs> <laughs> but there's staples in a genre you know, even if you're not in that yeah. niche, if you're not in that subgenre. I'd be curious if anyone hasn't heard of Dune. That's just a side tangent. I want to know if that's you out there. I would also love to hear if this is the first time you've heard of the book Dune. We will have a lengthy discussion in the comments below if that's the case. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, okay, the fourth point. The fourth is, point. This has... Now, this is a positive and it is a challenge. Mm. I wouldn't say negative, but it is a challenge. Okay. Is It is a unique, intense, inner monologue heavy. You deeply understand all of the characters inner thoughts i like that deeply i like that <laughs> yeah and even in action and fight scenes it is heavy monologue like inner monologue focus that i kind of want to get give you a taste of what the fight scenes are like okay this is i think the closest analog for the video okay oh i love this clip yes yes <laughs> this is sherlock holmes yeah here we go. From an emotional level. First, distract target. <laughs> then block his blind jab. <laughs> Counter with cross to left cheek. Yeah. <laughs> Discombobulate. Discombobulate. Will attempt wild haymaker. Employ elbow block. And body shot. <laughs> block barrel left. Weaken right jaw. <laughs> So this that is what what goes on in yes. Paul's head or any character's head of if they're in an action scene even you'll have an internal monologue of block side do this do that oh de- like not just what to do why they're doing it it is like chess it's three it's four D chess but fight seeds I it's love pretty that. fun. When you get into it. Okay. However, I do want to say that you're going to be confused heavily for like a hundred pages. Really? Uh-huh. It took me about 50% of this. Like, I'm a dumb dumb. It took me about 50% of this book for me to finally go, okay, I get it now. <laughs> I get the I style. didn't get it. Okay. But like what this book kind of deals with, you must have faith. Trust. Trust without evidence that you will understand and that it will be important, and it, you'll get, by the end, it will be worth the journey. But there's going to be a lot of the beginning of this book. that You're going to not know what's going on. You're going to be so confused, feel like you were dropped into this world with no guidance. And that's all right. 
That's great. Trust the process. Trust the plan. Okay. Trust to the ramble. Hmm. And get yeah, to it. us. Trust both of us, right? Both of us. Yes. Oh, thanks, Rich. That's. I'm feeling a good mood today. Wow. <laughs> You're talking about Dune. You got to. <laughs> did, did you ever go on to book two of Dune, or have you read book one? I've only read book one. Why is that? Because does it end in a sport? Of course, not saying anything. Oh does no. It, it, does it end in a contained point? I felt fairly contained. I was okay. happy with just the first book. However, I will read the second book. At this point, kind of just waiting for you. I'll read oh, it together with you. Neat. Okay. That'll be more enjoyable that way, that personally. But also just a, this is a little asterisk of how mm-hmm. to how to actually read this book. Mm-hmm. Um, put a post-it note or some kind of bookmark at the glossary at the back of the book and use it religiously. It will help you a lot. For terms. Don't look up every single term. But if a term keeps coming up several times that you're a little confused about or locations and names, use the glossary. It'll help you. Okay. Don't. And now I say that with caution. Don't go too heavy where you're doing that all the time and breaking the flow. Yeah. But to some degree, use the glossary. It'll help. That's what I did at least. Got it. I I will do that. Yes. Point number five. And probably the most important for this timely manner of video. Mm-hmm. Reading this book will make the movies better. By far. Like, it, it, you need to read the books before you watch the movies. Unfortunately, the first movie's already out. Some of you probably already watched it. I mean, but, hey, there was a an even mm, older version of the movie in the 80s, I believe. Yeah. But the the Villeneuve, I, I can never say the, the, <laughs> uh, the director's name, Dennis Villeneuve, or who's making Dune. Yeah. Part two's coming out March 1st mm-hmm. soon, oh, a little bit over a month away. So I, we're giving everybody just enough time. You have enough time to, to read it. I'm going to read it, and you know what? I will read it, and we'll review it before then. Yeah. Well, we're going to have to read this and then watch the movie, the first movie again. Right. I want to actually get into this that I personally believe that this book is impossible to make a movie of now i say this with i'm glad they're making the movie but the movie is a companion piece to the book uh it's what it is i watched the first movie and i really enjoyed it however if i didn't read the book i would not have enjoyed it nearly as much because what i'm doing is when i'm watching the movie i am filling in all of the details from the book because all the details are inside people's heads And in a movie, you can't have just inner dialogue all the time. It doesn't work. So when characters are acting, I'm seeing what they're doing. And I'm I'm going, oh, they're doing it because of this, because I'm filling in all the details. And there's scenes that are cut out that my mind can fit into it, and it feels complete. Mm. It's necessary to enjoy it. Because I know you, when you watched the movie, what did you think of the first movie? The first movie... I, Timothy Chalamet and I have some beef, so you know there, there's a there's a bit of a tussle. Him and I, we have Twitter exchanges. You know, it's it's a whole thing. <laughs> he doesn't know who the hell I am, I but I know who tweeted. he is. And curse that man, <laughs> curse him. I I didn't love the movie, and a lot of it. We'll we'll have a movie review. How about after? We'll we'll figure that out later. But, but gen- I, general opinion yeah, on the movie. Ge- general opinion was confused is the wrong word. It was a lack of. Substance, right? Substance is the right word. It felt like a lack of substance. And for everything I knew about Dune, I so wish that that's why I need to definitely read the book and maybe the, watching the movie first. And this this is not, I don't think everyone agrees. I think people that read the book did really like the movie and it's not a bad adaptation. That's what I've heard. Oh, yeah. But 
maybe I'll appreciate the movie more if I read the book and then watch it. Because filling in those gaps, like you said... It was impossible to divorce my book knowledge from the movie. Yeah. And the movie is a good adaptation of... It doesn't change a lot. Sure. Which means it's not disconnected from the book. It feels like a companion. It's the Fair. visual representation... And it shows all the visuals that can be shown. Got it. But all of the details, <laughs> all of the inner monologues, all of the stories and the character motivations. For me, that came from the book. Hey, one of my critiques, I did not like the movie. I'll, I'll be plain like that. I really didn't like the movie. But a lot of that came in moments of there was this extra drama and lack of substance mm. and these shots of just looking off into the distance that maybe that makes more sense when you know what the character's <laughs> thinking and doing. But to me, it just felt like, what, what's happening? Where's this going? And it also ended at a very weird part. I think the... Anyways, that's a different yeah. video. I had a lot of criticism with the movie. But with this book, I can't wait to read that. I also want to add, I think it's Scorsese that said this. I think. Quote me on that. <laughs> uh, I think it's him. It might be... Some, some big director was saying how book-to-movie adaptations, how it's really a bad idea to have a movie where you have an, a monologue in the character's head. Yeah. Where, let's say, let's say you had in the movie, Paul was going around, and during a, during a scene, you had a voiceover of what Paul was thinking was, he looks at me right now, and da-da-da-da-da-da. To a director, it's a, it's a more cheap tool to use, or at least for, for some directors, but whichever director was saying this, it's more of a cheap term to, cheap tool to use because you're not able to convey the emotion and the thought process in dialogue or the, the character's acting. So you have to add an outside method where books can do that without a problem. But mm -hmm. in a movie, you, it, removing that and making it so the audience understands without you having to, for, to spoon feed them with the inner monologue in the movie is much different and looked down upon in many ways. Yeah. Uh, in many ways, there's a... I think there's something that not like bad books will actually take from movies where a movie to get someone's internal dialogue will have a conversation with someone else. And through the conversation, the person explains their thoughts and it could normally, it normally works pretty darn well mm. in a movie. However, I've read books where they try that trick of they're trying to get the character's mentality and thoughts yeah. onto the page and they do it in some ham-fisted way through a dialogue scene where you you know how when you feel right. like this dialogue scene did not need to happen. Both characters know what's going on. This only serves the audience. And it feels awkward. Mm. Where, hey, it's a book. You can just have the inner dialogue right there. You don't need to make it an awkward, nonsense conversation. All right. It's one of the, I think it's just a medium change that... yes. Yeah, movies are a visual medium, and I don't think can properly or fully adapt to this book. And that goes the same for visual mediums can be different, because then you have your live action versus animated. Mm -hmm. And animated is able to do that. That's why I want to see something like Red Rising in an animated movie or show, because I think you'll be able to convey so much more than you would with a live action and the, the scenes. Whereas Dune, do you think, if it, the Dune movie, you still liked it, would it be better as an animated? No. It has to be live action. That's the it's, best way to do it. Well, no. I mean, it's equal. There's oh, nothing. it doesn't matter. Okay. It doesn't matter. It's a visual. This is a inner monologue heavy book mm. and is requirement. No visual medium is going to get that. 
Whereas with Lord of the Rings, the films was able to do that and beyond. Like, well, the, the books and movies being different as they are, all the meat it, from Lord of the Rings is all the stories that mm -hmm. are being told and the history that can very easily be done in a movie. Yeah, all, all I mean is that in, in the movies, we're able to have this cultural and generational ch change. That's our thing. Yeah. That that is a, a significant moment in not just fantasy. But our our generation, we can hold on to that, and that'll be there forever. I'm saying this. I was like four when it came out, but <laughs> I just mean for us going. That's a thing we can all cling to. A Dune movie, you don't think it can ever reach that because the Dune book is so unique. You just have to read it to find out. You just have to read it. There, there's too much inner dialogue that is never going to come out in a movie, and if they try, it's going to not work. I think you forgot about the sixth point of why you should read this book. The sixth point is if you've if you've watched this podcast at all and know Richard's personality, the reason he is the way he is is because he's read books like this, and he can go, "I read Dune. I yeah. I read. Oh, <laughs> I remember Dune, page three hundred and twenty-seven. Uh, I knew sci-fi. <laughs> he can he can feign I'm a this. connoisseur. <laughs> and reading Dune, you can also act like Rich. And yeah, you can lord it over others of your superiority of your intellect. So even if you don't want to read a good story, you can at least say, I read that book. Yeah, that's the most important thing. It's not about the story. It's not about the enjoyment, the journey. It's about the sense of superiority and status that you can lord abo above others. And I think we learned something in this episode. Yeah. Status and power is the most important thing. Is that the message from Dune? The opposite. <laughs> <laughs> See you next uh, week, everybody. Bye, everyone. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.